Kim Shattuck, an underrated songwriter and entertainer, was able to take her wide range of influences musically and aesthetically and distinctly made whatever she did her own. Iconic, witty, brazen, soulful, whatever I say would not do justice to her immense talents and personality. Though I hadn't seen her in years, anytime the muffs were mentioned, my enthusiasm would escalate exponentially. My love for her work never subsided. I'm fairly certain if she were here today to hear this, she'd roll her eyes and some witty missive would be directed towards yours truly. Be that as it may, I, like so many others, am internally grateful such a talent existed and made this absurd globe a resoundingly better place to inhabit. Kim, you will be tremendously missed. I doff my glasses in honor to your all-encompassing goddessness. My sincere condolences to her husband, her family, her friends, and of course, Ronnie and Roy. With love, Dan Panic Sullivan, October 2019. P.S. If you don't think Kim Shattuck was one of the best songwriters of her era, you're a fucking idiot. This is the big time, girly. This is rock and roll. thing by yourself. You're a spastic nerve bag all the time. You guys are not that dumb. What's up, everybody? You're in the dummy room. I'm Jody Have Not, joined as always by Mr. Nasty Nate Demel. How you doing, man? <laughs> Pretty good, man. You? Good, good. Um, yeah, so this is kind of a weird episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's kind of a as you heard from the intro there, it's going to be about um, Kim Shattuck, of course. little tribute episode. Yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about her on the dummy room. It's only fitting that we kind of, you know, we have to talk about it. It's a big big deal, man. It is a big deal. Of course, everybody who listens to the show knows we're, we're like, huge Muffs fans. Yeah. I mean, and, and um, everyone who listens to this show is probably huge Muffs fans, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's... pretty. seems to be pretty universal in our little scene. Yeah, so uh, last last week um, I got home from work, and you know you, you hear that she died, and you you go on Facebook or whatever, and you I saw like I don't know three or four posts, and it it just it was like it wasn't registering right, you know? Right. It just was like, is this is this not real? You know? Yeah, that's and, what um, happened to me, dude. Like I I just happened to you know about once a day I'll get on Amber's Facebook, look at our dummy room group you know see what's in there and i got on there and craig had just like two minutes before had posted that that instagram post and i was like what the fuck and then so i googled it and nothing there was nothing on the internet yet and i'm like well is this even true like is this some kind of hoax what's going on and then like in like 15 minutes later it was everywhere it was crazy it was just i don't know man i kind of went into shock dude it's like you know what I mean? Like in our in our bubble or whatever we want to call it, 
there hasn't been a whole lot of deaths like that. Like at rock yeah. and roll in general, there's been, you know, you got your Tom Petty and all those guys and Bowie and all these people. Yeah. But I never feel that connected to all those people. You know what I mean? Like, no. <laughs> I've listened to no. a lot of Tom Petty in my life. Don't get me wrong, but I never saw the dude in a club. Never had, you know, with punk rock, it's <laughs> a lot more immediate. You know, you feel like you know these people because if you go to a show, you can meet them. No problem. There's no yeah. VIP three thousand dollar package and all this bullshit you know what i mean it's very accessible so it feels a lot more like personal man i was like floored dude i could not believe it i still can't believe it celebrity deaths um i'm weird about them because they just don't affect me you know i just don't feel a connection to you know famous people i guess you know people are always posting about something but um you know i i look at Kim is is kind of a celebrity, you know. Everybody knows her and stuff, but it, it she it feel it felt so different, you know. She That's feels like, yeah. you know, like she's, she's one of ours. You know what I mean? She's yeah, she's the the queen of the bubble, you know. Yeah, and um, you know, like she had the greatest fucking voice ever, you know. No one will. There hasn't been. A Kim before her, you know, someone that could do what she did, and there, you know, there isn't somebody in waiting to take her place, you know. Right. So I mean, her voice, the scream, the fucking songs, there, it was all perfect, and it was, you know, it really was, man. You know, especially those first few records, man. I mean, they're pretty much untouchable, dude. They are untouchable, yeah. And uh, but even the even the newer records, you know, she's still. She could still sing and she could still scream. The songs are good, you know? Yeah, even the coolies oh. stuff. And I mean, what a time, you know, too, with the new record about to come out. Is that yeah, is this going to be one of these cases, though, where it's like it hits number one on Billboard and, like, suddenly the muffs are all in the shopping malls and Hot Topic and all that <laughs> stuff? Um, I doubt that. But um, I think it's going to be pretty big, though, you know? So she, she, she obviously she died of ALS and she had it for a couple of years. Like it was crazy. Cause I didn't even like, nobody seemed to know that. No, it was like so, a hush hush thing. I certainly which, didn't know. I don't think anyone else that we know knew, you know? No, which I think was, you know, for her to kind of keep that secretive and, and keep that to herself and not go out with this, you know, all the attention, you know, I, right. I completely respect that and I love it. You know, yeah. I mean, just quietly do what you do and, you know, put out records and yeah. just live but your what's life. What's cool is I was like, you know, I was, I don't want to sound like selfish here, but after she died, you know, like the next day I was thinking, just kind of bummed about it, thinking, you know, what sucks is, you know, it sucks that she's gone for her friends, her family, her husband, her bandmates, everything. It sucks. But I was like, man, we won't get any more any more songs out of her, you know? Because yeah. that's why we love her, you know? Right. And then it hit me, there's a new fucking Muffs record coming out. Like, that is crazy that, you know, knowing that she's, you know, she's sick, she's she's putting out another record. Yeah. You know? And it sounds like she was as involved as any other record. It's going to be crazy. So, it's going to be kind of an emotional listen, I think, you know? It's oh, I think weird. so, for sure. It's going to be strange. Yeah, so like, that's coming out like next week, a <laughs> couple weeks from now, the 18th. Yeah. So, so next Friday, jeez. Yeah, it's crazy. 
exciting though too at the same time i mean you know and that's the thing ex- about an artist they leave us with this legacy of all this music so you can always tap right back into it you know so in that way you know they really do live forever you know what i mean yeah i i think what you know i think when an artist passes you you get that you know after a couple of years you get the the unfinished you know you get the remixes you get the lost tapes you know you get all yeah. that stuff you know which is really cool but uh, this is even better because we're getting actually new songs what would have been you know a muffs record regardless of of you know the situation i guess you'd say so i'm excited for it man um but it, it's it's sort of it's a, a bittersweet thing you know because we no longer have her <laughs> you know yeah, and queen of the bubble as you said i mean it's so yeah. true you know we we've been talking about you know i've been trying to get you to do this um um like punk rock mount rushmore thing yeah <laughs> and we would talk about who's who's on your mount rushmore and who's on mine and mine never changed you know well it did a little bit but it was always ben joe and kim and then <laughs> the fourth person whoever it might be you know yeah vapid um frank vapid it was kind of like a debate there for me <laughs> you know but um we're probably not going to do that episode so i don't really care but um kim was always on that and um it's kind of weird because all the guys, you know, this is kind of like a, like a, the all music genres seem to be kind of dominated by, by guys, right? You know, especially punk rock. Yeah. And, um, you know, when it comes to the, to the, to the ladies of punk rock, the, Kim was absolutely number one. Like, you know, no one was even close. <laughs> right. Like, we did that girls episode over a year ago, and it was basically, about her you know we basically yeah. talked about her for 30 minutes threw in a couple of other bands and then came back to her so everything revolved around her um a few weeks ago a couple months ago whatever it was i wanted to do another ladies episode <laughs> and um but i had the the stipulation in there that they couldn't have it was no kim allowed <laughs> yeah. because we would just end up talking about her again and um I, ironic enough, that episode never happened because we didn't have much to talk about. Yeah, without Kim, <laughs> the big fish out of the pond, right? Yeah, and um, a couple, a few episodes ago, we did best male vocalist thing, and somehow my dumbass tried to get her on the list. That's how <laughs> great she is. So. Yeah, I mean, there'll never be another Kim, you know? I mean, her legacy, though, I mean, it's pretty strong. It's a lot of great shit out there. We talked about it a little bit before, but the Pandoras wasn't really my thing, but pretty much all the Muff shit. I mean, I I leaned towards the first two, and then Happy Birthday, not quite as much, and then the rest kind of a distant fourth, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, uh... You know, the Coolie shit was great. I can't wait to hear that new Muffs, though. I mean, it's going to be so weird. It's going to be weird, man. It's going to be good, though. I mean, <laughs> she doesn't write bad songs, so. Right. It's just weird when you hear music after the fact, you know what I mean? Knowing what we know now, that she was sick while doing it, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, 
Yeah, but weren't they playing shows up until recently? Like this year, they played shows. Yeah, I think so. so. Yeah. What about her time in the Pixies? Well, that's funny because I, I never really... I mean, I knew she was in the Pixies. I never, you know, didn't really... I thought it was cool, but I didn't really care, honestly, because... <laughs> Me either. You know, it felt it felt weird, you know, and then she was in there for like, you know, it seemed like a month or whatever it was, but um, I never heard what happened there until I read an article last week and... Um, she basically said that she was so excited to be on stage at a concert that she staged over, jumped in the crowd, and she b- walked off stage. And basically, she was told not to do that again. <laughs> yeah, that's what and I then heard. she was fired after that. So, which makes you like it even more because it's like she was, you know, being cool and they were being dicks. And <laughs> she was just excited. I'm sure she's a huge Pixies fan. So she's right. just excited to be in the band, overwhelmed, fucking jumped off stage into the crowd, and and they didn't like it. What has happened to old Black Francis, if he's worried about that? <laughs> I mean, what happened? He knows that uh, she's everybody's favorite pixie, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's looking out there, every third person's wearing a Muffs t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Uh, um don't get me wrong, I fucking love, love, love the Pixies, but still, that's kind of yeah. bogus to be like, don't have fun, don't stage <laughs> dive, don't upstage me, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, I, I don't really, I don't think of the Pixies when I think of Kim at all. No, me either. You know, it's like a it's like a brief side note. <laughs> I think about the coolies before, I think about the fucking Pixies and Kim. For sure, yeah. So... I uh, I managed to go back and listen to everything. I think. Yeah. Um. Man, there's so many good, great, great songs. Oh yeah, dude. Man, since Wednesday, I played the fuck out of some muffs. I think I kind of like overdid it, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. In these like circumstances, when you hear certain songs, it hits you in a different way, and it gets all like heavy. You know what I mean, like emotionally heavy not like you know death metal or whatever but heavy like emotionally and it's kind of fucked up songs that you might not have really felt that way about but when you in those circumstances it's just a totally different ball game you know it's fucked up so Mm -hmm. i had to i had to stop after a while (laughs) come on man you can't you got to get over this and it's weird for me because i don't like you said man you know tom petty dies Okay, you know what I mean? Loved a lot of his songs, still do, but when, especially when I was a kid. But, uh, you know, no real emotional, nothing happened to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I had some tears for Kim, you know, they, they just uh-huh. came, which was it, fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't usually happen to me at all, but it's like I really felt it's like one of ours, you know what I mean? Like someone in our scene. Yeah, so obviously at, at one point last um last week it was like facebook was filled with with kim i mean literally every post you know because everybody we know loves her you know um but reading some of the stories and stuff and and um you know obviously i i didn't know her the only the closest i knew her was our bathroom incident you know (laughs) but um you hear all these stories of people that we know that people that have been on our show 
and saying, you know, how great she was. And she sang, you know, I'd forgotten that she, you know, she she did a song with The Leftovers. forget about that you forget about you know the mr t experience song the cover and so it's like oh yeah she must have been just super cool you know to be dealing with people that like like you know like like us so right so but you know what i'm saying i mean it was like she wasn't she wasn't uh this huge star that wasn't you know part of the scene she was very much you know making music with people that we know yeah I mean. So, and it kind of makes makes her uh, the connection with everybody else a little tighter, you know. So makes it harder. Yeah, really. Does. But no, I, I I couldn't. I can't think of somebody else in our bubble that would be a worse, that would make you feel worse. You know, it was like you know, there's people that you know, w- you know, we we are fans of that not everybody loves. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's some polarizing characters <laughs> and some people hate them and a lot of people love them, but there's nothing like that with her. It seemed like she, uh, um, her fans were kind of all over the place, you know, our bubble, you know, the no effects guys, you know, to more punk rock, more alternative rock. It just seemed yeah, she really like universal, man. Very much so. And that's awesome. Yeah, I never, you know, I knew like the people, like people like us love the muffs, but you know, like you were saying, everybody seemed to love the muffs. Also, I don't know people that I didn't even know even knew who they were. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy, and that's because they were a great fucking band. Oh well, yeah, um, that's 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 the main thing. But then um, her songwriting and her singing is is huge, and um, you know, just her being a good person. 
and all the guys in the band being, uh, you know, just good people, I think is, is key there. Yeah. But 29 fucking years, dude, they were around. Holy shit, huh? Yeah, that's crazy when you think about it. It makes me feel <laughs> old as fuck, dude. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, man, um, that was a rough one, dude. And I know it hit a lot of the people just like us the same way, man. It was just like you're in shock and awe. And then it's like it really starts to sink in that, fuck, dude. You know, we've lost this huge talent. We're not going to get any more shit, you know? Yeah. But then, like you said, there is that record, which is an interesting <sighs> little setup, you know? Can't wait. Yeah. You know, one thing I thought about, too, was that I heard, you know, more than a few times from different posts was, you know, every girl wanted to be like her and every guy had a crush on her at some point, you know? Yeah, even some of the girls probably too, you know? Yeah, for sure. But um, I saw, you know, people were like, girls were talking about how they they went and bought a dress that looked like some, you know, one of her dresses, you know? It's like, that's the kind of effect she had on people. Oh, yeah. You can always see it. There, every show you go to, there's one girl that kind of has the Kim thing going on, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the thigh-high, like, stockings or whatever you call those in a little dress. Mm. That's, always hot. That's because of Kim. Yeah. So we decided to do this this episode. Not really uh, – we didn't plan this out, you know. Um, of course, we – it's very last minute for us. We usually record much further in advance. <laughs> so um, last night, I was trying to think of what we could do, and um, thought, "Hey, let's do a Sweet Sixteen. You know, let's do a Muffs. Let's do a Kim Shattuck Sweet Sixteen. And that was the thought. And I thought, well, you, and I wrote you, and you were like cool with it. And you said, "Who's going to be the third guy?" And I immediately thought of some. I guess some more well-known people, and I reached out to the first guy. Well, the first guy I reached out to was um, was Dan Panic, yeah. and I know Dan's got it. You know, he toured with her, and and he's a friend of the show. So I figured let let's just see if he would do it. You know, and he wasn't sure if he could do it because of the time constraints on his job and stuff. And I just I just so he wrote me. He sent me this text, and it just hit me that like, dude, I gotta get you. I get. Can you record this? <laughs> and of course he did. And then it hit me. I need to get some more of these. Yeah. So, throughout this episode, we're just gonna kind of sprinkle them out throughout the episode. So that's what you're hearing. That's that's what they are. So. Hi, this is Tom Smith, a.k.a. Time Bomb Tom. I'm coming to you from the Equi basement of the exclusive company in Greenway, Wisconsin, the record store I manage here. I used to also run a place called Concert Cafe Rock and Roll High School, which I had the distinct honor of setting up the Muffs with the Gooby Ghoulies and Chicks Diggit in 1997. I also had the honor of bringing the Muffs to Green Bay here at the Lyric Room in 2000. 16. It was a summer that we also had the Pandoras here. I'd like to thank the Dummy Room for having me on this special episode. This is, it's such devastating and heartbreaking news, the passing of Kim, just one of the brightest stars in rock and roll, a you know, musician that I've respected, admired, and loved, you know, since 1991, when I first was picking up their 45s here at the store. 
uh, we were lucky enough here in Green Bay to have the Muffs come here in the summer of 2016. It was one of the greatest shows we've ever had at the Lyric Room. That summer we also had Kim here with the Pandoras. And I'm here to tell you my favorite Kim story. I guess it would be from the very first time I saw the Muffs. It was in 1993 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They were opening up for the Goo Dolls at a free show at the University of Milwaukee. And we were in line for it. I was there with the Reverend Norb and my wife at the time and Norb's girlfriend at the time. And there was this douchebag walking around in one of those uh, stovepipe top hats with an acoustic guitar, repeatedly playing Blister in the Sun by the Violent Femmes. And I know, like, the Violent Femmes are one of Wisconsin's greatest natural resources. But trust me, I never hear the song Blister in the Sun again by anyone, much less this douchebag, while we're waiting in line to see the Muffs and the Goo Goo Dolls. And, and uh, the River Norbs, like, he kind of looked at me, he kind of, like, he kind of felt I was going to communicate to this guy in some way that you're lame, stop that. But uh, I heeded Norb's advice and he like he reined me in a little there. So, so nothing happened. We had no problems. And so towards the end of the show of the Muffs, um, as you know, a show where they did blow away the Goo Goo Dolls, I have to tell you, um, this one douchebag that we saw earlier somehow got himself on stage. And at first, the muffs were like, let's see what's going on here. And then the guy just made such a fool of himself. The, the muffs themselves recognized, recognized the douchery of this individual. And next thing you know, like, uh, um, Kim has discharged him from the stage. And, uh, and, uh, and we we're like, we're like even in more love with this front person. Like, wow, she just totally kicked some ass here, right in front of us. We like, she, she, she just, she knew it. She and um, and and she, you know, yeah. That was that was our introduction to the Muffs live, and it was a love affair ever since. And I really consider myself fortunate that I got to see the Muffs last show in Vancouver with. The Smugglers and Chicks Dig It and Needles and Pins in May of 2017. I never thought that'd be my last time seeing the Muffs. I just, you know, but it was a great show. Um, it was a beautiful, magical show. And that's all I got to say. Thank you. But we are going to do a Sweet 16. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Um. So I guess you left me in charge of this one. <laughs> yeah. And um, I put on, I was listening to the first record today and I started writing songs down, you know, and um, I got eight off the first record that I can't really take off the list. <laughs> so I was like, eh, what are we going to do here? So I just decided to take my favorite eight from the first record and take my favorite eight from Blonder and Blonder and we'll go with that. That'll be our sweet 16. Cool. So we'll kind of see which, which maybe that'll uh, figure out what album is better. Because at times, this, the first record is better to me. Yeah. And I think I just always go back to Blonder and Blonder because cause it's always been my favorite. Maybe it's the production's better. I don't know. Tough call, man. They're both pretty fucking good. There's a couple songs on that first record that are better than anything i think but so baby overall, go around's gonna win this thing huh 
<laughs> Fingers are crossed. It is not rigged. I completely randomized this thing. And so yeah, so we're gonna do eight songs from the first, eight from Blonder, and then who knows? Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do more in depth at a, a later date. You know, with with um, the other, I guess at now the other five records. Yeah, because we know, took the first record with B Face. Remember? No, we did Happy Birthday. Oh, you're right. God damn it. I am right. But <laughs> um, I just feel you know my favorite songs are on the first three records. We did the thing with B Face, so I just left those off. Um, but you know, we're not touching her, her other stuff. So maybe at a later date we'll do more, but, um, I just wanted to do my favorites, man. Yeah. I hear you. And I think, I think they're a lot of people's favorites. I don't think anyone, if you're complaining that we're not taking something off of whoop de doo we'll, we'll do it again later. But, you know, there's not a bad song on that record. It's just, these are, you know, yeah, these are the records that made me fall in love with this band. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Cool. So, um, so we needed a third person. I reached out to a few people. It was kind of a weird time because we're recording really fucking late on a Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of tough. So, but we got somebody. So let's do it. We have news for the beautiful people. There's a lot more of us in our view. Any of you that have ever felt stepped on, left out, picked on, put down. Why don't you just come down here and join us, okay? All right, we're here with Ren and Lynette from The Sweethearts. How you guys doing? Good. Hi. Good, how are you guys? Hi, thanks doing, for having uh, Yeah, we're doing okay. Um, you guys are going to act as our third person in this, uh, this Muff Sweet 16 that we're going to do. Sounds cool. good. So you guys are a big Muffs fan. How how did you get into the Muffs? We've been listening to them for years. They're one of our big influences from I'd say probably um, like probably like ninety seven, ninety eight is when we started listening to them. Um, yeah. And you know we have all their albums, and uh, they're just a huge inspiration to us. We've seen them play live a couple times too, and um, we love them. Such a great band. We love Kim. Mm-hmm. Really sad to hear that she passed. It was a surprise. Definitely, it definitely was a big surprise. Yeah, it's terrible. She's gonna be missed. I mean, there's no one like her. Right. She, she was amazing. She was a great songwriter. Oh yeah, and performer too. You know, like she could kill it live. Yeah, her stage presence was just so like in your face. Like I'm here. I'm gonna rock your face off and. And there's nothing you can do about it. I'm just here, and like my songs are great, and, and you know I love that that mentality, that personality. It's just it was it was so awesome. You know, I think the last time we saw them play live was, I think it was 2010. I think it was uh, during South by Southwest in Austin at Beerland, and I mean that was just really up, up up close and personal. You know, the stage is pretty small there, so we were literally just up front, just like in awe with her. You know, she always made like our our jaws drop. It was just like, wow, you know, it's just something so special. She was, she was something else. I was starstruck by her. I remember sitting after the show, I remember sitting next to her at the bar and I was just too nervous to like, even like approach her. Cause I was just starstruck. Yeah, definitely. The first time I saw her, I was definitely like starstruck is, is the word I guess. But yeah. Um, 
we I saw <laughs> I don't want to tell this to the bathroom story again, but it was this uh <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a pretty my only memory of her really i would never met her you know but um i'll tell it fuck it um so i was at the seventh street entry in the cities and uh in minneapolis and you know they're they're on stage they're getting ready they're setting up and i'm so excited to see them but i'm in line for the like the only bathroom there and it's right off the stage and basically i'm waiting and i'm like god i gotta get out there i'm gonna i'm gonna miss the first song or something you know and yeah. The door opens up and the guy walks out that's in front of me and I go to walk in and and Kim like stiff arms me out of the way and runs in the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, like if anyone's going to do that, it might as well be her, you know, like I was like kind of shocked, you know, and yeah. um, this was probably this is like 97, 98. And uh, yeah, and then she she walked out, didn't say anything. And I went in there, used the bathroom, came out and they just started playing and blew my fucking mind how great they were i know yeah they were so good hi this is pat kim from the beatnik termites i just wanted to say a few words about kim shattuck from the muffs um i remember the first time i heard the muffs on the college radio it was a song called big mouth i thought it sounded like a really sugary version of joan jett's rendition of uh the halo song nag Anyhow, I immediately ran out to the record store and special ordered the CD since they didn't actually stock it. Uh, once I got it, I plugged it into my CD player and I was instantly hooked. Uh, there was like not a bad song on the entire album. I got the CD about a week before I was about to drive my then soon to be ex girlfriend across the country and we basically listened to that album pretty much the entire way there. and. Uh, when uh, that song Saying Goodbye literally had me in tears because it was so relatable, relatable to me at the time. I think uh, I listened to that album a few times a day for the next year. I hadn't uh, been so hooked on an album since I bought Rocket to Russia back in the 70s. Fast forward a couple of years and I got to see the Musk at the Euclid Tavern. I brought my CD and the entire band autographed it. Kim was such a friendly, warm soul and I was pleasantly caught off guard expecting her to come off as standoffish, like so many successful, attractive female artists do as a, real, as a result of being constantly objectified and sexually harassed. Uh, but this band, they definitely left a deep and lasting impression on me. Uh, they'll always be a part of me. And that's really all I got to say. Thank you, Kim. Um, I was telling Jody earlier that um, there there was no other female singer like her there not even close there's nobody's even close to her ever in my book you know <laughs> yeah yeah she's definitely unique and um yeah i mean you can't really compare her to anyone else with you know her, the way she puts her lyrics together that scream of hers is amazing i love it amen yeah she can go from that sweet sounding to that, you know, like sarcastic soul to that fucking growl that she has all in one line. It's amazing. Yeah. Lynette, have you ever tried to, uh, have you guys ever covered a Muff song? Actually, um, I, we haven't covered it live, but I have learned a couple of her songs. Um, cause I play guitar also. And so, um, yeah, I, I want to say I've learned f funny face. I I really like love that song, and then from your girl. 
And then um, this past weekend, I was trying to figure out Lucky Guy. And I got the intro on guitar, but then I kind of got stuck there for a bit. But um, but yeah, that song is also really good. There's so many good songs. You know, I definitely I want to cover a Muff song. I've always wanted to. Yeah, that's awesome. We should. Yeah, hopefully we can. To me, it's like I, I listen to these songs and I'm like, I don't know, I listen to her, of course, her singing, but her songwriters, her songwriting is just like something else to me. Like, I, it just blows my brain. Like, I can't put my brain around it. So if I try to play or like learn her songs, I feel like I just can't even compare. Like, it's just out of this world to me. You know, it's like her changes, her hooks. It's just like, oh, it's so good. Like, I don't think anybody, I, I mean, <laughs> people really try to copy that style. Like, there's, I can't think of anybody that, that could actually do that. It's just so unique. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I love how her her songwriting hasn't changed. You know, she's she's I love that. I love when you can write basically the same song over and over and reinvent it kind of every time. Yeah. And make it great, you know. Yeah, I mean the the early Muffs records are my favorite, but she still does it and every once in a while the newer songs you hear one and you're like, That is classic Kim, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So she puts her signature on all her songs. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys ever hear the story about um, why she kind of did she she stopped screaming on um or she didn't scream much at all on uh, Alert Today Alive Tomorrow? I don't know where if I read it or heard it that she was either sick or she had some throat issues. I heard something about her. Maybe it's that album where I heard that she wasn't really screaming in the studio. That it was like kind of like. Uh like a soft scream, but that it didn't sound like it when she recorded it. That mm. she was actually like like belting out the scream. I'm not sure if that's the same story that you're referring to, but um, so yeah, she, you're that she was that maybe she was sick when she recorded it. Yeah, so I wasn't sure, but I that's the record that is kind of I guess you know compared to the first three records, it's it's pretty tame. Yeah. <laughs> you know but not, um not as many growls <laughs> no but i've watched you know live videos like the past week a lot of live videos and she would still belt it out pretty good live yeah you she know? Did. yeah we've been watching a lot of youtube videos lately and yeah she definitely did scream live really <laughs> <good>. <laughs> i saw like i recently saw her one of her posts on instagram uh she was uh, recording herself, and and she started doing like the scream, but it was like an overdub, like a scream on top of a scream. And I would try to go back to find it. I couldn't find it. I don't know. Maybe it's just not there. I'm just not seeing it. But I mean, it was like amazing. And she was just, like screaming while she was like recording like her little Instagram video, and it was like on the spot, like right then and there. And it was just like a scream on top of the other one. It was just like amazing i was like wow i couldn't stop watching i just watched it over and over it's like a loop but uh <laughs> I, was, I was just so cool yeah her scream is definitely something else i mean that was just her her trademark her i don't know just don't, gave me goosebumps every time i don't know how she did it because like i always thought like like she doesn't lose her voice you know and like she's really like screaming and like if I were to do that, I think I would lose my voice and not be able to finish the set. Like, <laughs> like she had something special there. I don't know how she did it. 
Yeah, totally. I watched. I watched a. Um, so we have a, a Franz from a, a punk rock Reduno. He posted a video of her. It was. It must have been in a studio or at a radio station or something. Over. I think it was in Italy. I'm not sure where it was, but um, she's basically sitting there with an acoustic guitar and she starts playing a song. I don't remember what song it was either, but she starts playing and she screws up. And she kind of stops and says, you know, they kind of laugh a little bit. And she says, I screw up a lot. And then <laughs> she starts playing again and she's hitting bad notes through the whole beginning. But once she starts singing, it's like, it's perfect. Like she doesn't <laughs> screw up anymore. You know the song, you know, and she nails it. And it's just, it was just so cool. But just for her to just stop and just admit that she screws up a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've I thought it was so cool. That is cool. And you know, she also she's also a pretty good like lead guitar player. Like I really like her leads. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, not only does she sing and play like awesome rhythm, but then she also has these really cool leads that she plays, you know? Yeah. Being, and being in a three piece band, you know, she doesn't have that backup guitar, so it was all her. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. We were talking before you guys came on about the dress, how um, all these girls, these women now were posting about how they bought a dress like hers. Do you ever buy a dress like hers, Lynette? Oh, my God, yes. I was just thinking, <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I did. Um, when we're from, we're from South Texas, but we moved to Austin in 99. Um, and uh, there's a store called Buffalo Exchange. I don't know if you guys have one. Mm-mm. There, it's it's like a it's like a thrift store. It's but like a trendy thrift store, and um and the first time I went in there, I went I was shopping the dress rack and I found the perfect muffs dress, and it had that like baby doll. It had that baby doll collar and it was vintage and um and I was like, oh my god, this reminds me of of Kim Shattuck from the muffs. That I'm gonna get this dress, and it was one of my favorite dresses. I wore it for a really long time. That's so, great. yeah, like she inspired, she definitely inspired me, her fashion, her music style and everything. It's awesome. Even like, like, even like the, like the knee high socks and like, yeah, and yeah. the converse, you know, like. Settle down, Jody. That was a good look though. I mean. <laughs> it's a classic look. I mean, but it's definitely, it was definitely her look. Like she. Yeah, she owned that shit. Yeah. She put a staple on it. Yeah. I think the whole band. All three of them kind of had their their own little look, you know. Yeah. yeah like totally. Characters. And you know, I always thought like uh, um, <laughs> Ronnie. He kind of always reminded me of like like a like a like a college professor. Yeah. He was a college professor, but he like wasn't an actual professor. Like he lied on his application. <laughs> That's what I always thought he looked like. Something weird. And then like Roy kind of looked like some. I don't know, like some art dude, you know, like yeah. some weirdo looks, art guy. He looks like straight out of the sixties, Roy. Yeah, like, yeah. It, like, yeah. Yeah. He's got a cool look, and then Ronnie like always wore a sweater, and I always wondered, like, oh my god, it's so hot! Like, <laughs> he'd wear the sweater the whole show, and be like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I watched so many live videos lately, but he was really, he was very energetic live. Yeah, Very was, fun to watch, yeah. bouncing around and Bounced around a lot. And yeah, him yeah. and him and Kim would bump into each other a lot. It was super cute. Like they had great chemistry on stage. Yeah, there was. Um, I posted a video from. I didn't go to the show, unfortunately, but a few years ago they played in Green Bay, 
And um, like before the encore, he's laying on stage like completely out. And she starts playing. And before the band kicks in, she's like motioning to him, like, get up, you know. And it was just sort of funny. She kind of smiled about it, you know. And they just they they come across as a band that just loves each other. Yeah. And they just totally. loved playing. Yes. I'm sure they were definitely a family. And like that's one of the things also that I that I was thinking of when, when I heard she pass. I was like, Oh my god, I feel so bad for her bandmates, you know, yeah. her family, like, you know, um I mean, they knew her so well and your bandmates become your family, you know. So yeah. they must they must be devastated. I feel so bad for them. Absolutely. The first time I met Kim Shattuck by Reverend Norb. I first met Kim Shattuck in saw the months in 1993. I was with my friend Time Bomb Tom, and we went down to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee to go see the Muffs opening for the Goo Goo Dolls on the Superstar Car Wash Tour. We'd seen the Goo Goo Dolls a number of times. We weren't that excited about them because by the time Superstar Car Wash, their fourth album, rolled around, they were already kind of yesterday's news, and we used to go see them in Milwaukee when they were actually good, and there'd be like ten people there at the end of the night and so on and so forth. They were kind of on their way out. We were excited to see the Muffs. The Muffs did not have album mode at this time. They only had a few 45s, but I really like those 45s. So we were we were pretty excited. We had backstage passes lined up and all this kind of thing, and it was a college show, so it was weird. So anyway, we get to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee down in scenic Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we're waiting in line at the will call window to pick up our passes and our laminates and our this and our that. And the only thing that could possibly make waiting in line at the will call window for tickets to a Muffs Goo Goo Doll show any worse is waiting in line at the will call window at a Muffs Goo Doll show and have some twit constantly walking by, wearing a hat, looking stoned, with an acoustic guitar playing Blister in the Sun by the Violent Femmes, over and over. This twit is strolling through the line of folks, blindly playing do 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 do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
and you know it's all cool and it's wonderful and they're great and we get to meet them and they, we get their new 45 which is on Warner Brothers or whatever the heck label that was Big Mouth and Do the Robot and everything's all groovy so then we go out to see the Muffs play and we're standing in the crowd and we're watching the Muffs play and we're like this is pretty doggone good and all of a sudden to our horror we look on stage left and there's the twit with the hat and the acoustic guitar probably still strumming out blister in the sun do 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 and he's like you know standing there like he's a friend with the band and he's nodding and he's shaking his head and he's strumming his guitar on the side of the stage and at first Kim sees him out of the side of her eye and Kim gives him a little sort of hi how you doing nod trying to be polite and then to our greater horror this twit starts walking out on stage towards the microphone our hearts are sinking we're like no no how can the muffs be in cahoots with the twit with the hat and the acoustic guitar who's constantly walking through the people waiting in line playing the blister in the sun riff how, how can this be how can they be allies oh my goodness this is beginning to you know rip apart our worldview we thought they were cool and this guy makes a beeline for the microphone that kim is trying to sing in at this point in time, Kim's demeanor suddenly changes, where she whirls, clocks the guy in the side of the head with a right cross, sending this twit ass hat over tea kettle into the, I guess it would be the orchestra pit if they were playing in a theater, but it was probably a gymnasium, I don't know, sends him sprawling off the stage, hats flying, guitars flying, much to the delight of the audience. I'm like, Tom, I told you you didn't have to hit that guy. Kim took care of it for you. And we loved the muffs after that because Kim decked the guy that played Blister in the Sun that I had to spend, you know, 15 minutes of my life convincing. Tom not to hit, and it was a wonderful thing. Kim Shattuck shall never be replaced, but by golly, we're lucky to live in the shadow of her greatness. Huzzah, and good evening. So you guys, like, excited about the new Muffs record that's going to be out in, like, a week and a half or whatever? I can't wait for it. I know. Do you think that it will be, a, like, an emotional listen for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think knowing, like, you know, what, I mean, I can't even imagine what, what was going on, like, you know, behind the scenes while that was being recorded. Right. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, wow, like it, it's gotta be, you know, emotional to listen to it. You know, I just, I don't know. Just, uh, it's just one of those. It's going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I'm like, I'm like already kind of, my voice is getting shaky, you know, it's like, wow. I mean, it's going to definitely, it's emotional, you know, and I, I know that her songs are always very powerful, you know, and she always like, got you with her with her lines and like the way she put her lyrics together you know um i know there's going to be some some very special lyrics in there that you know have a lot of meaning to her and the band and i mean i I know it's going to be a very special album i can't wait to hear it yeah it kind of reminds me like a little bit of like when um with joey ramone's last album right uh, don't worry about me and like we know that you know he was writing a lot of those songs when he was sick and so it's kind of like the same the same thing um so yeah and that that album's really good and and it's also special because you know what you know he was going through in that time of his life and i'm thinking maybe this will kind of be the same thing with kim on this album yeah i think you're right i mean i haven't even considered that but yeah i didn't either (laughs) and the thing is you know with something like that you know it's like some people you know, want to like just crawl up in the ball and, and like not have to do anything with music and like they don't want to move on or look forward to the, the to the day, you know. And just the fact that like she was so strong that she just kept going and going into the studio and recording and writing music and, you know, she wanted to finish it and had, a, had this goal. I mean, that's very, very special. You know, I think that's, that's a very uh, strong uh, like person, 
you know, yeah. it takes it takes a really strong person to do something like that, and I have a lot of respect for her, and that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, let's do this game before we all start crying or something. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, let's do it. T U N Y R O O N. All right, we sixteen. Hey, bud, let's party. Sweet sixteen. So first up, we got Not Like Me versus What You've Done. Hmm. I'm going to go with Not Like Me. I really love that song. Actually, that's my vote as well. It is. Okay, that's my vote as well. All right, all Not Like Me will advance then. Cool. You are all correct. <laughs> I would have went the same way on that one. So. What you got next, Nate? Next up, we have... I need a face versus every single thing. Hmm. Lynette, what you got? I'm going to go with every single thing. Okay. Okay. I would say I need a face, so you're going to have to break the tie, dude. All right. I'm going with every single thing. Damn. <laughs> That's a tough one for me because I love both those songs. Like, I think I Need a Face is my favorite a lot of times, at least off Blonder. Yeah. But yeah. every it's, single thing is true. unbelievable. Yes. It's a tough one. Yeah. All right. All so right. what's next? We got Just a Game versus Saying Goodbye. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's oh, really, tough. really hard. I'm glad I don't have to play. It's really hard. What I love about um, saying goodbye is just the beginning, the quick little like drum fill. Yeah, that's great. And then it just, just starts banging, you know? Right off the bat. It's a very punchy song. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, uh, I would say saying goodbye for my choice. Saying goodbye. I'm going with uh, Just a Game. Ooh. I don't know, it's just one of those songs at the end of the CD. It's just like, ah, it's just so good, you know? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with um, uh, saying goodbye. Yeah, saying goodbye takes it. Yeah. Uh huh. Cool. <laughs> Both great songs, obviously. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. So this is kind of a weird matchup next, but uh, all for nothing versus Oh Nina. That's a piece of cake for me, dude. Nina all day. <laughs> I'm going to go with Nina, too. I'm going with All for Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one, you know? I, I would have went with Nina, too. Nina takes it.
really love the video for Onina too. I just love the way she's rocking so hard. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that screen is all over the, that like one, the, huh? The boardroom. Yeah, her growl in that in Onina is so good. It really yeah, is. Yeah, that that record, man. She was, yeah. Yeah, top of her game. Top of her game for sure. All right, next up, uh, Baby Go Round versus Big Mouth. Ooh, two of my all-time favorites right there. <laughs> uh, those are both really good. Ooh. Yeah. I already wrote the winner in. All right, I'm, I got my <laughs> pencil. <laughs> I'm going to go for um, Baby Go Round. So am that's, I. That's one of my favorites. Mine too. Oh. Going with Big Mouth. Big Mouth rules too, but man, Baby Go Around is just, there's something special to me about that song. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it really is. I w- yeah, it's 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 my favorite, but um, I will give it to her in the beginning of Big Mouth when she starts that song. Gosh, she just sounds so angry. You yeah. know, like she really hates that motherfucker, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So just to be able to pull that off, it's oh, it's just it's just cool. Yeah, it really is. Um, all right, end it all now versus lucky guy. Hmm. I think you know what my choice would be in that situation, Nate. I think I know you well enough <laughs> to know your choice. Yes. I vote for lucky guy. Ooh, I'm going the <laughs> other way. <laughs> really? Fuck yeah. Jody goes end it all. Lynette goes lucky guy. Yeah. Um, What's up, I'm going with lucky guy. Oh. I think the queers <laughs> thing just edges it out for me, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Lucky guy is a hell of a song. Yeah. It is. That record's from ninety three, like that song totally fits that time era you know in music it starts out that way it almost has that kind of i don't want to say the word but you know what i'm talking about that kind of sound yeah the g word (laughs) yeah the the g word we don't speak that here um (laughs) but it it has that but then as the song progresses it's like this is this is so far beyond that stuff you know Yeah. yeah it was that it was punk rock it was poppy it was just it's just beautiful I feel like it's just a really, also a really popular song for them. Like it's like one of their, like it's a favorite for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it was like a hit, sort of. Yeah, like a hit, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, funny face versus sad tomorrow. Ooh. Ooh. Those are both really good. That's a really tough one. But I really love Funny Face. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the Angus soundtrack. Did you guys ever <laughs> watch the Angus? And that song was on there, and I it was my the fa- my favorite song on that soundtrack, and I just I love it. I think That's it's awesome. so cute. I think we've heard a story about that soundtrack, haven't we, Jody? Yeah. Was that was that you? Yeah, like back in the day, I walked into like Blockbuster and I was like just looking around at movies and I, I started hearing the fucking Riverdales. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in here? I was freaking out. And I was like, then it hit me that it was coming out of this movie. I'm like, what the fuck? 
So <laughs> ended up renting it, of course. But yeah, yeah. I had no I've idea. Never watched it. <laughs> I don't think the movie's that great or anything, but there was a lot of good songs in, the, in it, you know, and on the soundtrack. I listen to the soundtrack. It's weird. Like it's weird because I listen to the soundtrack a lot because Lynette had it for for years. She's had it. But I just never watched a movie. I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not missing anything. <laughs> there was a good Green Day song on there, too. Which one remember. was it? I don't know what it's called, but it's... it's I'm looking just, it up. It's Yeah, it's like a, like a B-side Green yeah. Day song. It's really good. Cool. Um, Green Day B side in '95 is better than anything they've done since. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, we've been through this soundtrack, I think, Jody. But um, um, Tilt was on it. Uh, oh, yeah. J A R from Green Day. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was a cool song. Um, back to you. Yeah. The best classic. Riverdale song was on there. Yep. <laughs> Pansy Division. You know, David Johansson. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's a cool soundtrack, man. Yeah. Yeah, right on. For dance hall crashers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot they were on there. <laughs> I, I saw that. them I saw them play with um Queers, Teen Idols, and Boris Sprinkler, and it was like completely not a good match for that those other bands. <laughs> yeah. There's a strange yeah. bill. Yeah, that sounds. I think we saw that bill too. We went to go see him at Emo's. Remember, it was I think it was the same lineup. But I was like, I wasn't. Yeah, it was one of those things. One of those shows. Like, ah, didn't really fit the bill. Right. Yeah, they didn't fit. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like one time I saw the Voodoo Glow Skulls open up for like the Misfits in the '90s or whatever. And they they got fucking booed off the stage after the first song. It was fucking classic. (laughs) I think I saw that lineup too. I think it was Booty Glow Skulls, uh, Gwar, and the Misfits. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> maybe it was in the. Maybe they just always played. Did they just play one song where you when you saw them? <laughs> no, I think people loved it down here. It was it was here in South Texas. I remember that, and people were just loving them. Yeah, some people really are really into them down here. I don't know. I've never really been a big Booty Glow Skulls. No. Here, like people were like, "Fuck you," you know. It was like, <laughs> it scared them away. It was pretty I know funny. A guy, I was happy they though because they sucked. Yeah, they played here, and uh, a guy that I knew uh, wrote something on their van with mustard, <laughs> and they walked out on him and chased him down. <laughs> they oh were going to kill him. They didn't catch him though. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, so we're out. We I we didn't get a winner here. Um, funny face versus sad tomorrow. Oh, I I vote for funny face. Let go sad tomorrow. Um, I'm going with sad tomorrow. Ooh, nice. You guys got it wrong. <laughs> funny face is is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I love just the kind of, um, kind of just like a swaying song, you know, and just kind of back and forth. Love it. Yeah. So. It stands out. It's different. Hmm. Um. Okay. From your girl, versus agony. Ooh. 
You always pit like two of my favorites against each other. The <laughs> They're hell, all dude? like that for me, though. It's like, ugh. I vote for From Your Girl. Uh, I'm going with Agony on this one. I think I am too. Oh. It's just so rocking. I don't know. Yeah, it's it kicks it ass. Opening song, you know? Yeah, it's great. But From Your Girl hits you in the heart. It's like, yep. oh, true. Oh. I'm with Lynette on this one, but Agony does kick ass, though. Yeah. Yes. Their first three albums, like the each opening track, completely kicks your ass. That's like the rocker on all albums. Right. Sure. But they definitely know how to open a record, you know. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So that's the end of round one. That means we're going into round two. Round two. So now we got Not Like Me versus Every Single Thing. <laughs> thought the yeah. first round was rough. Jesus. <laughs> I know. This is going to get tougher. Um, mm, I think I'm going to go with Not Like Me. I vote for Not Like Me. Yeah, I'm going with Not Like Me. Not Like Me takes it. Yay! Yeah. I think you guys got that one right. I like Not Like Me a lot. Like, I love how it just starts with the bass and the drums. And it just seems like something that wouldn't happen now. It doesn't sound like a major label debut release kind of song. You know, just by the intro of it. Yeah. Yeah. But when it gets going, it's a beautiful song. But, yeah, it's sort of like very kind of garagey kind of feel, you know. But so good. And it's super cute. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's a really cute song. Um, next up, we got "Saying Goodbye" versus "Oh Nina." Mm. <laughs> I'm going with "Saying Goodbye." I'm going Nina from Pasadena. <laughs> I'm going with "Oh Nina." Yeah, Lynette. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite Muffs tunes. I've always loved that one. You know, it's got such a killer riff and awesome screams. The crunchiness of the beginning. Yeah, it's fucking great. Oh. It's really good. All right, we got Baby Go Around versus Lucky Guy. And BGR takes it. (laughs) BGR. (laughs) Yeah. I vote for Baby Go Around. Yeah, I go. I'm going with that one too. Yeah, I think it's gonna win the whole fucking thing. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, think it might. All right, um, sad tomorrow versus agony. Hmm, I'd say agony. Um, I, I'm going with agony. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna vote for sad tomorrow. Well, I I vote for sad tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> agony takes it. You were a fool to go under the
It is a great song. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it rocks. Round three. All right, so we got... Um, it's kind of cool. We got two from each record here. So not like me versus Nina. It's a little tougher I, there. I hope, <laughs> <laughs> I no hope we're not like me. Oh. <sighs> I hope we're not like me. Not like me takes it. Agony. I vote for Baby Go Round. What were the choices again, Nate? My bad. Uh, BGR versus Agony. <laughs> hmm. Damn, dude. Yeah. Whew. I had to say BGR, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
I like the sad songs, you know? Like, I like the songs that I just, like, the sentimental songs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, I like the songs that rock, too, but, like, I always tend to lean towards (laughs) the ones that, like, (laughs) I tend to lean towards the ones that kind of make your heart melt, you know? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And Kim could definitely do that. Mm, Absolutely. (laughs) Final round. All right, final round. <laughs> Not like me versus baby go round. And I already wrote the winner in, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, you know, I would stick to baby go round. Yeah, I'm going to stick with baby go round. Yeah, I'm going with baby go round. <laughs> BGR takes it. BGR. It's the winner. <laughs> That's awesome. Can It's one of her masterpieces, you know? Yeah. Um, the tambourine, 
not a big tambourine guy. That's like my favorite tambourine song, though. <laughs> it's just it kind of just adds a little bit, just enough. Yeah, just enough. Yeah. It flows really well. Like all the changes, like it just it just keeps getting better and better as it goes. It really does. It just keeps like moving forward and it builds <laughs> and builds and builds. It's a beautiful fucking song. It yeah. is. And you know, you guys... I like those mid-tempo bangers too, though. Oh yeah, slow jams we call them. Slow jams, <laughs> mid-tempo jams. Have you guys ever heard anybody cover that song? No, no, no haven't. It's really weird. I don't know. Don't everybody we... seems to love that song. I've just never heard anybody else do it. Not that I need it. I don't need covers, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, we were talking about this before, like. You know, people have put up tributes and stuff, and it's just like, man, I'd I'd just rather have Kim sing it. You know, that's who yeah. I want to hear sing her songs. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think the only one that could come close, and I'm not saying she could really do it, but she could maybe come close to be old Joan Jet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. But other than that, yeah. I can't think of anyone else that could really cover it and. You know, have a chance at maybe being as cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it has to be a combination of, yeah, all those things. But I think Joan Jett would be a good good person to cover a, a Muff song. Or, yeah, I could hear her singing that song or playing that song, Baby Go Around. Yeah. Yeah, I think she could. I'm trying to think of someone who has, like, a voice that compares to Kim's, and I can't really, <laughs> I can't really, like anyone nope. there isn't anybody no nope. i yeah. think if if i had to choose to listen to a muffs cover I, i'd have to go with the queers oh yeah dude no contest <laughs> um yeah. yeah everyone's wrong and you can't get along will you take it Will you take it easy, or will you go and 
Joe does a good job at that stuff. And yeah. So baby go round takes it. What's funny is, um, that's the song I wanted to win. So really, <laughs> oh, I love that song, man. That's, I don't know. That's my favorite, favorite muff song. So at least today. You know, I love Baby Go Round, and I, I still really love From Your Girl. And those yep. songs are, I don't know, they're kind of similar in a way, and they both, they both like I said, they make my heart melt, like, when I hear them. Like, oh, like, it's, they're so good. But yeah, From Your Girl didn't really make it on, make it too far on the... <laughs> no, it didn't make it... Game. <laughs> um, it didn't make it past the first round. No. Oh, I think I voted. I think it was the only one. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think you guys fucked up. But. Yeah. <laughs> so it got beat by, by Agony, so it's not... Yeah, at least it know. was beat yeah. by something that's really awesome. Yeah, when I was putting the list together, though, it was like, this is this is ridiculous how many great songs she had, you know? Yeah. I mean, just I mean, the first album is just like nonstop. I think the way they put the songs together, like, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's just one song, after hit after hit, I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I left songs off both records, you know, that, yeah. you know, I you got to leave something off, you know. But um, truly remarkable songwriter she was. <laughs> uh, this We've done a bunch of these Sweet Sixteens. This is, I think this would have been the hardest for me, you know, because I don't know. Yeah, it is a tough one. There's so many good songs. I really like Eye to Eye also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Better Roses <laughs> is fucking great. There's a lot of great songs on those first two records, man. Like mm-hmm. you said, they they kind of they basically like a greatest hits package. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Blonder and Blonder. I think the production. I think you know it doesn't have those weird. Um, I don't know what you call them. But, like, on the first record, there's a couple, like, the weird, like, little instrumental things, like, before, like, that North Pole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird, and then Stupid Jerk is kind of, like, you know, not her singing. So, it's it throws a little bit of a curveball at you. Yeah. And I think that's always been, like, my complaint about that. I agree. Yeah. I know what you mean. Kind of, like, I almost want to tune out. It's like, no, and then she just, it just hooks you. You know, it's one of those things. It's just, like... But you got on that record, you got from your girl, not like me, baby go round, like back to back to back. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. holy shit, like there, that's like done. You know, exactly. you can't listen to those first, you know, the first five songs, six songs on that record and not just fall in love with it. Uh huh. Yeah. It gets you right at the right at the beginning of the album. It's a really good you album. You know, another song I really like off of uh, Blonder and Blonder is uh, Won't Come Out and, uh, to Play.
I mean, that's just a really good song. Just the lyrics, like, I don't know. I really like that song. Oh, yeah, me too. I also like uh, Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow. That was <laughs> a lot of good songs. Yeah. The, the album seems so, like, I don't know, kind of, like, subdued to me, you know? Like, it's, like, there's something holding them back on that record. It just doesn't punch, like, the first three. It has a different style, for sure. Yeah, but the songs are great. Yes. But it was just sort of kind of, I don't know, it wasn't a mellow record, but it just doesn't seem to hit you in the face like the other ones did. No, definitely not, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not like the classic classic muffs like that. I mean, the first album, you just can't compare. I mean, it's like hit yeah. after hit, like you said, but I really <laughs> still do like Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow for some reason. Like, I think it's just, it's different for sure. It has a different sound, but um, yeah, it's it's still one of my favorites. Yeah, it might be the production because they left, you know, the major label for that one went to Fat or or Honest Oms, but so maybe the production wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, it has a different sound for sure. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was. You know, it's kind of a you know like like we said before, it's kind of like a you know we want to do this episode, we want to do this nice tribute to her but you know it's like i wish we didn't have to yeah know? exactly yeah, yeah definitely like um yeah i mean we i mean we were definitely in tears you know when we found out like it was it was heartbreaking a lot of people were heartbroken yeah um, yeah she was an inspiration she was a role model yeah absolutely. definitely i mean i don't know if you guys saw like uh you know some people posting like Ronnie Spector, you know, Billy Joe and, you know, of course, uh, Fat Mike. It's just like, wow, like you know, that's really cool to see, you know, and like these all these cool people were like, you know, coming out and saying nice words about like Kim. It's just like, yes, like she deserves that and more, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome to see that. Yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed those, uh, those tribute posts, those nice words, you know, especially Ronnie Spector. I mean, she is just like awesome. You know, but she knows a badass when she sees one, and she's a badass, and you know they're both badass, and and she acknowledged <laughs> that, and that was really cool. Yeah. This is Joe Queer from the Infamous Queers, with the Kim Shattuck reminiscences. Anyway, the great thing about Kim, we did the longest tour the Muffs ever did was with. As far as I, I knew, Ronnie told me, uh, was with the Queers and Cub. We're back in 95, I think. We were just getting rolling. And uh, that was when Nico Case was drumming for Cub. And when Lisa met Ronnie and blah, blah. So anyway, that was a great tour. It's one of the few tours where I watched the band. Every night we watched the band. You know, a lot of times you tour with... You know, whoever, you're like, all right, all right, cool. You know, you catch their set here and there. But the Muffs I watched every night, absolutely. Um, though they never hit it as big as, you know, Green Day or someone like that, to me they were always, you know, every bit the peers of Green Day and U2 and and Ramones and, and all those great bands. No matter how many albums they sold or didn't sell, the Muffs to me were absolute gods. Kim, Kim, of course, was the leader. <clears throat> so, 
we just really respect him. We loved him right off the bat. And um, so that was a great tour because they cover the old Zero song, Beat Your Heart Out. So most nights they would let me give Kim a break on vocals. They'd call me up and I got to sing Beat Your Heart Out by the Zeros, which was super. It's a great song that we later covered. We didn't do it anywhere near as good as the Moffs. But um, but it was a, a thrill for me to get up there and sing with with a band of you know that stature that was you know man that was a ball and that was just i have so many fond memories of that tour um in birmingham hugh and i were you know doing drugs off and on so we couldn't sleep half the time and everybody's drinking we had a ball it was god it was such a fun summer and um we're in birmingham at the days in and Hugh and I wandered over to the Waffle House next door. We're coming back, and Roy was wandering around. He's like, have you seen Kim? Like, no, why? He said, oh, man, the cops are looking for her. We're like, the cops? It's like, yeah, she took her TV out of her room on the second floor and threw it off the second floor balcony at the Days Inn. And um, they hit her, but then they finally turned her in. I guess she was in jail for a couple of hours, and they... I guess she just paid for the TV. But I had a great picture that I can't find. I'm going to start keep looking. But of me and Hugh, I've got my foot on the TV. Roy took the picture from the second floor balcony. We're giving the thumbs up with the TV that Kim threw off the balcony. Super cool. But I always looked up to her. I always, you know, I didn't tell her this stuff, but I always really looked up to her as a star. I was just so in awe of how great the songs were. It was just unbelievable. I had heard of the Pandoras, but... You know, I liked the song or two. I didn't remember him that much, remember the name. And um, so she kind of came out of left field for me. Uh, another cool thing was um, um, we, they're making, I think it was their third album at Ocean Way in, in LA, which is the old United Western Studios on Sunset down from the Palladium. Um, so me, Molly Newman, and Chris, Chris are from Lookout. We went over to see him when they're making the album. And it was great because you walk in and the first room in there is where Frank Sinatra did a lot of his recording. And they had a picture of him out in that actual room that looked exactly the same. They had a picture of him in the hall of him working in that room, which is super cool. Studio 2, where the Muffs were, was where the, they did, the Doors did L.A. Women. And, you know, so many bands have been in that place anyway. And then... Studio 3 was where the Beach Boys did Pet Sounds. So it was pretty big league. The Muffs had a huge budget for those first three albums. And um, so we went in there and hung out. And of course, I was always, you know, we kind of paid for our studio sessions out of pocket. So it came out of our royalties. So we go in there and they're like, hey, you know, what's up? We're eating burritos. You got to get them. Can we get some for you? And all this. And I don't think anything ever happened except we just were talking and laughing. And as far as recording, I think they were working on like the, the kick drum sound or something, but absolutely nothing got done. It was, I wish I could say that I sang back vocals on something, but it was just like literally working on, I think it was the kick or the snare or something. I don't know. They were kind of tweaking that thing, and I was just in awe. I was like, man, this is how the big guys record, I guess. But um, they were at the height of their, their ball game back then, so that, that was a, a pretty big thrill. But... Um, yeah, it was so sad. She died young, and I, of course, I know her. Her dad had passed 
away back in, I believe, 95 when we were all hanging out. I remember that years ago, I guess from the same thing. So it was really sad. I had heard she was sick through the grapevine, but I was sworn to secrecy. But I didn't realize she was this sick. So, you know, I always wanted to tell her how much it meant to me to be able to say I, you know, was sang with the Muffs, man. You know, I mean, my God, a legendary band. You know, I got to sing most nights on Beat Your Heart Out. And of course, we jump up and sing now and then. I didn't want to step, you know, I was in, we were in awe of them, so we didn't just jump up drunkenly singing back vocals on Lucky Guy or something, though we wanted to. But uh, I always wanted to tell her how much it meant to me to be able to say I did that tour. And it's something I tell a lot of younger musicians now <laughs> at this stage of the ballgame. You know, stuff like that, I, I look back at what, what a special time, and it had nothing to do with, with how much money we made. You know, a lot of people think you're successful and, you know, it all, you know, the good times have to do with money. And that, those had, you know, we, we made money actually on that tour. They paid us two fifty a night. And we would have paid them two fifty a night to go with the Muffs. That's how much we love them, and we're in awe of them. And um, and I tell us to other bands, you know, we've offered them tours. Oh, we can make more money on the Warp tour. I was like, hey man, you know, screw the money. Who at the end of the day, when you're in your deathbed, you know, I, I'm going to be able to say I sang with the fucking Muffs, and. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much I made. It had nothing to do, you know, fuck the warp Tour. I sang with the fucking Muffs, you know, that was my attitude. And, um, you know, those are the great memories. And, and, and to get away from the Muffs a little bit, I always say this, you know, it had nothing to do, the good times in music have nothing to do with, with money. It, it's, you know, we get to tour with the Dickies or, or the Dwarves or Weasel or... You know, we played with the Ramones and, and um, of course, the Muffs. And um, it was just, it, it was it was really a special time. And, uh, and uh, anyway, I wanted to tell Kim how much it meant to me, really. She probably would have brushed it off. But to me, it was a big, big deal to rub elbows with her and get to know her and um, see her in action. I mean, they were always a great band. And then, and then on those... You know, every once in a while when the stars were aligned, they were just like in the stratosphere. They could have blown anybody off the stage, the Rolling Stones or U2 or whoever, Green Day, man. When the Muffs were on, they could blow any of them off the stage. So, um, yeah, nothing but good memories, and it's just so sad she's gone. But uh, I got a whole bunch of other stories. I remember one time I did a uh, an interview on that tour. We were up there going up to Vancouver, I think, and so uh, Nardwar asked me, he goes, do you have any regrets from the, the this tour with the Muffs. And I said, yeah, I never got to sleep with Kim Shattuck. And I saw Nico case saw me later that day at the gig that night. She's like, oh, Joe Queer, I heard your interview. You wish you slept with, with Kim Shattuck. I'm closer to sleeping with Kim Shattuck than you are. I was like, oh, excuse me. But uh, I, I never forget that one. That was pretty funny. But um, yeah, the Muffs, just legendary, legendary band. And... Um, Really, they were just great. All their stuff was just amazing, the later albums. But their first three albums were like the Ramones' first three albums. They're just so good. Um, you know, people ask me, oh, what was your favorite Muffs thing? Lately, because she passed away here this last week. I say, well, you know, the first three albums, like with the Ramones. What are you, what's your favorite album, the first three? I mean, it was just like killer stuff. It was such a, such a high level. So, um 
Anyway, that's some a few of my thoughts on Kim Shattuck. Au revoir. It was really weird to just like see all the posts. It was like that's all you saw for hours. And yeah. I remember, you know, I went to bed and then I woke up and then at that point like everybody overseas was just waking up to the news. Oh. And then you had another round of yeah. all all the posts and it was just like holy shit like I mean it she's definitely deserving of it. But it didn't make it any easier, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Just constant reminder of of of, of what what it, what we lost, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So before you guys go, I just wanted to ask you guys a quick question about the sweethearts, real quick. What's sure. what's what's going on? You guys still like? I don't know. You got a new record or anything coming out? I know you just put out the single on something to do. something to do records uh october 1st mm-hmm. um it's a digital uh single yep. and then they're gonna do a compilation at the end of the year with all the bands so i think we're like we're volume 14 so there's 14 bands already that they've done this with um and so yeah we that's like our our latest thing is is the single we just relocated from austin to 
uh, Port Isabel. So we're like the tip of Texas on the coast. Mm-hmm. And so um, we, we, we have a new drummer. Um, so we're working on new songs. And we, yeah, we definitely want to record a, a full length soon. We've, we've got new material. So we're just kind of working on everything right now. Writing songs, working with the new drummer. Um, and then, yeah, we're, I mean, we're excited. The single came out. It got some radio play down here <laughs> on the rock station. So we were all excited. Cool. Oh, it's a pretty cool song. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Yeah, I really liked the last record, too, the Traces of Time record on Eccentric Pop. sounded fucking amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was really fun working with Mass. I mean, that was one of our, it's kind of like, you know, those things on your bucket list. It's like, ah, you know, growing up, <laughs> yeah. that's, Mass is all over all my favorite records, you know. And it's like, uh, yeah, it was just like surreal. You know, it's like, this is too good to be true. Is that going to happen? And, you know, there are some, some things that came up. I was like, oh, shit, it's not going to happen. But we pulled through and, like, you know, we got in our van and just drove to Indianapolis. You know, that was a long drive, like 17 hours. You know, <laughs> we stayed there at the studio and then met Mass. And it was just like, it was so natural once we got there, you know, working with him. Once we got to meet him, it was just like really fun, really fun experience. So I'm glad we did that, and you know I'm glad he was willing to work with us. But yeah, I'm really really happy with that album, and it was it was really fun. And we had to we ran out of time, so Lynette and I had to fly back and do like backups and harmonies and all that. So uh, that was really fun too. It was like around December. It was like snowing. And, you know, we're from Texas, so I'd never seen snow, and I had to go <laughs> and get pizza from. Uh, we were all hungry, so I drove in the rental car, and it was snowing. I was freaking out. I had to go get pizza. <laughs> Because we were stuck in the studio all day. So that was like my first time really driving in snow. It was, it was fun, but <laughs> scary. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're really happy with it. You know, it's, I can't believe it's been over a year and a half or two almost. Yeah, it came out in it. February 2018. Yeah. So yeah. but Almost two years. Yeah. We want to record some more stuff. You know, it's kind of, we moved and, you know, between moving and working and We've been remodeling our, our new place. It's, it's been, you know, it's been a lot of work, but we somehow managed to go into the studio and record this last song. But, uh, you know, that was kind of like a last minute thing too, but uh, we're happy with the way it worked out. And the, this guy, Charlie from, uh, Charlie Vela from the Valley here in South Texas was, you know, awesome. And he recorded us and I think it's really good. You know, I'm, I'm happy with it, but yeah, hopefully we can do some more, you know, some more recordings and write some more, some more music, you know, we, it's all we've always done. You know, we, we can't go without it. It's just, it's natural. Yeah. We'll always find time for it. You know? We've we've been a band for um, about twenty years, and we've had a lot of different band members, <laughs> <laughs> and but we like we always manage to keep it going. Um, you know, people come and go. Band members, you know, they start families and they go their own way, and and we're friends with all all our ex sweetheart band members. <laughs> There's been quite a few, but um, but yeah, we still keep it going. Awesome, that's cool. So, were you guys like high school sweethearts or something? Because you guys don't look that old to be around for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. So, yeah, me and Ren met when we were fifteen. Um, I joined a screeching weasel cover band as like the <laughs> cool. rhythm guitar as a rhythm guitar player. And then I went to meet like all the band members, and Ren was the singer, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. so we were, we were like in the same Screeching Weasel cover band at fifteen, and then 
Yeah, and then I started writing songs around 16, 17, and then we kind of did our own thing. But yeah, we've been playing since, the Sweethearts have been around since 1999. Damn. Yeah, Yeah. we're old. Yeah, and so, yeah, most of our time was spent in Austin. Mm -hmm. Almost 20 years playing over there. And uh, we've done a couple of West Coast tours, but um, we've never done the East Coast. But I mean, we still have plans to to keep it going for as long as we can. You know. That's cool. Yeah, we've got we've got the new the new songs. We just need to get together with the with the rest of the band and figure them out, and then set a date to record. Cool. Yeah, I love that last record, man. I thought it was really great. I remember when we started the show. I think it was Ren. I think maybe you contacted me. I don't know. We started talking around la- this time last year, maybe a little earlier. But um, yeah, I remember I when I first heard that record, I was kind of blown away, you know. But um, eccentric pop, man. I mean, that yeah. guy puts out everything he puts out is great. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah I really like his label. And when we were getting ready to record that, we were almost done with the album. Um, I was like, well, maybe we can find a label. And I had already I had already been following Eccentric Pop on Instagram and like liking all their posts and like, wow, this guy puts really cool music out. And I was like, I like this label. Like, I want to see if we if we can get on this label. And so I'm really happy that that we were able to release that album on on his label. He's a good guy too. Yep. He's really nice. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. So cool. Well, um, you know, keep us keep us uh, up to date. If you guys ever got anything new and you want to come back and uh, let us play something, I mean, yeah, yeah, just hit us up. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks for inviting us. This was really fun. Yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on. You know, it's you know, I wish we had, you know, we'll we'll have you guys back so more time to talk about you guys, but um. Yeah, I just knew you guys were fans, so. Yeah, yeah, this is a tough game, but I'm happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't, I mean, I could sleep good tonight knowing that baby go round one. <laughs> yeah. It's like a BGR. <laughs> BGR for the win. <laughs> well, right on. All thanks right, so guys. much for joining us. It was really cool. Had a lot of fun. Yes. All right, thank you, guys. All right, thanks. You have a great night. You too. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sweet 16. I knew it was going to be tough. I'm kind of glad I didn't get to play. Um, kind of wish I could have. But uh, um, my song won. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was pretty fun. But the whole point of this was just to, um, I don't know. I don't want to, everyone's going to remember Kim. I mean, we, they don't need us. Right. You know, it's but everybody, of... everybody knows how, how much we loved the Muffs. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm a huge fan. You're a huge fan. We could talk about them every episode. 
you know, when we do talk about them, we seem to get, uh, I don't know, like there's a different energy with that band. Um, it's just something about them, you know? Yeah. And it's, it, I always, you know, I don't want to like, I don't know, make, make the band sound insignificant, but the band is really, you know, without Kim, you know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, yes, Ronnie and Roy are great players and they're not the same band without them. But her songs and her voice are, you know, what drives us to yeah. those songs yeah, and makes us love that band. It is, it's Kim, but, you know, obviously those guys played an important role. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, yeah, it's, 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 it's fun to talk about. I wish we weren't talking about it under the circumstance, I guess. Right. Yeah. Cause my, my heart, whole idea was the new record maybe we can get kim on here finally you know because we've been tossing that idea around for like a year dude and now it's just never gonna happen i i have had two people in the past um that have kind of you know volunteered people that know her and hey you want me to text her for you guys and both times it's like we're not ready for kim (laughs) (laughs) you know we can't talk to kim you know like a you know, she's Kim, you know, she's, to me, she's this larger than life star, yeah. but she's still in our bubble, which is crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, but at the same time, it's Kim and she's this, you know, this, this woman that used to, you know, every guy had a crush on, you know? Totally. So it's, it's, it's kind of intimidating, you know, from, a, she's one of the greatest songwriters, greatest singers ever of any genre for me. And then, you know, she's just she's just an amazing talent. And it's it's intimidating <laughs> to want to, you know, not to want to talk to, but to think you can talk to. Right. So I kind of just said, nah, we're not ready. And it's like, I kind of regret that now, yeah. obviously. Right. But that's kind of <sighs> selfish, you know. Yeah. But. She'll always be remembered, you know, one of the greatest ever. And uh, what more can you say, you know? I think I think eventually, um, you know, it might be years from now, you know, it might be 10 years from now, who knows, but I, I think the world will catch up to Kim. You know, they'll go back, they'll hear that first record, they'll hear the second record, you know, and the it'll floor people when they finally realize, right. you know, how great she was you know people know that like she's she's obviously a star but you know right someday she will be you know to the point that she should be at you know just legendary outside of our bubble and beyond so yeah i think that's fair to say the world will catch up to her let's hope man you know yeah so All right, really man. Well, let's sucked, wrap dude. this one up, dude. This <laughs> uh, one's kind of somber. It's kind of yeah, depressing. it's kind of somber, but you know, it sucked. That day really sucked. Did, the man. next day sucked. It was like, yeah, yeah. I don't think I felt like that ever since, like, probably, I don't know, Johnny or Tommy. You know what I mean? This felt different, though. You it know, did feel kind of different. It was a little more immediate. You know, not only because. As all the reasons we talked about before, but we're always talking about the muffs all the time. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. It just hit me kind of hard, dude. But, you know, we'll be all right, dude. We got 
we got all the good memories and all the great music. So that's what we yep. hold on to, and we just move forward, dude. You know? Yeah. So, anyways, this would have been or is whatever uh, episode seventy five. Seventy five. We're getting up there, dude. Yeah. Next week we um, you know, we we got a we got a guest lined up that you know we might. I'm sure it'll come up again. So <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, I guess we'll just talk to you later, man. Yep. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, man. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Be easy. Thanks for listening to The Dummy Room. Join us here next week for another fun episode. Bye-bye.